Yo, 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 welcome to another episode on The 7 Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph, and today, I'm also the guest. As you may know, my podcast is all about entrepreneurship, and today, I figured I'd dive into the field of photography, since I happen to be a nephew. There's so many ways to make money in the world, I just want to encourage everyone to find that passion and make money off of that so it doesn't feel like a job. But anyways, I started doing photography when I was stationed in Japan in 2015, I remember when I first got my camera, I got clowned on for bringing my camera everywhere. There's plenty of camera brands, and I just happened to choose the Sony A6000. That was my baby. It was small, it was light, and like it was, it has the quickest autofocus and burst shots with that um, size camera. So usually when I do a podcast episode, I start off with questions like, why did you start? What's the hard part about your job? Or your field um also what do you like about it what makes you wake up every day to do it so to start off why did i start uh i just love the quality like the look of a quality photo like it just captures so much like when they say a picture is worth a thousand words there's nothing more true than that um what's hard about this job or this field is I'll get into those things later. But when I first started off as a photographer, I was doing what most photographers probably do when they first start off, taking pictures of friends, taking pictures of random things like flowers, anything that I can capture in front of my my camera. Um, as time went on, I eventually started shadowing real photographers and learning from them. My first lesson as a photographer was probably to pack more than one battery. I remember going out to shoot with a group of photographers and models and my one and only battery died. I wanted to continue shooting, but I couldn't. So I learned the hard way. Photography is not as easy as it seems. Many people think it's all all we do is show up and click a button. It's way more to it. There's preparation, thinking of the right ideas, poses, etc. for a photo shoot to go smoothly. A lot of times people tend to need help with how to pose etc so not only are we a photographer but also a creative director at this point some clients don't even know where they want to shoot so here you come to the rescue researching locations so that the photo shoot could be perfect for you and them but anyways i shoot everything from landscape photos like sunset skylines etc to portraits weddings newborns all the all that kind of good stuff so currently I really just shoot models, kids, or basically anything that anybody booked me for. I'm currently a travel photographer, so whenever I need to fly out, I just add the cost of a flight and lodging to my pricing. Me, personally, I prefer to shoot kids, newborns. It's just easier for me. I like, I just, I'm just good with kids. Um, the raw emotions that they have when you shoot them is priceless. It's fun most of the time. Not all kids are easy to work with and that's also a part of being a photographer and just having patience being a photographer in general you really just have a, have to have a lot of patience moving on so right after you take all them beautiful lovely pictures you still have to edit them well you don't have to but if you want to deliver a top tier quality that's part of the job you can either edit yourself or hire somebody else to do editing me myself i use lightroom and photoshop to edit 
Adobe has a plan that you can use both of the programs for ten dollars a month. Also, another site I use that's useful is Zenfolio. They offer unlimited storage of your photos on the cloud and also the ability to create a website for only $60 a year. So yeah, those are some gems for you photographers or upcoming photographers. Um, right now, I use a Sony a7R II. I've had this camera for about five years now, still going strong and delivering top tier photos. Everyone thinks it's all about the camera though when it comes to photo quality. When honestly, 50% of that credit I would give to the lenses. Lenses tend to be expensive, so you gotta choose wisely based off what you're planning to shoot. I shoot a wide variety of things, so with any camera brand, Canon, Nikon, Sony, whatever you cho may choose, I would recommend a 24 to 70 lens since you'll be able to capture like close up pictures and far out pictures. Just a wide variety of things. Also, if you're planning to do portrait photography, I would recommend a prime lens. A prime lens is basically a lens that you can't zoom in or out on. It has a set distance to it already. The only way you can really zoom in or out is with your feet at that point. But prime lenses give more sharper quality photos. My two favorites are the 35mm and the 50mm. They just deliver the best photos in my opinion. As you grow with your photography business, you may want to branch out and do other things. One thing I ended up doing was creating a book and self-publishing it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. It's called Photo Love of Black Women. I grouped together a collection of photos of black women and different elements from unity, basically like group photos, um, motherhood, which is like the maternity and breastfeeding photos that I have, and the beauty aspect of it, which is basically the models that I've shot in over the years. Another thing you can do is print out your photos on canvases and resell them. Also, now that it's 2022, people are getting into things called NFTs, which is a non-fungible token, which is basically giving your art value since it's exclusively yours. And people come to buy your art or whatever have you with cryptocurrency mainly ethereum but that's as simple as I, I could put it so that's one another way that you can make money as a photographer but yeah moving on some other difficult parts i would say about being a photographer starting off finding a name for yourself what's your logo what do you want to call yourself how are you going to establish yourself trademarking your name um getting a license business license plenty of other things that go into it so it's plenty of logistics that have to go into it besides just showing up to click a button like i mentioned earlier another aspect of photography that gets overlooked is networking um when you move to a new city you're not gonna have new clientele just like any other job like hairstyling makeup artist you're not gonna have any clientele when you move to a new city unless you already know a few people there already but for the most part you gotta do the legwork and network with the models and the photographers and just meet new people so that you can grow. This might seem easy to other photographers, but for me, I'm an introvert, so it's hard for me to even network with people because it drains my energy. Speaking of energy draining, a lot of photo shoots I do, I'm always interacting with the, the client, talking, laughing, joking, and 
I just be tired after all of this. So when I have to come home to edit pictures, sometimes I don't even edit pictures that same day because I'm just drained. That's when I lay down. So taking to account all these things when thinking of what photographers go through. But yeah, um, another thing when I do podcasts, I tend to ask my guests what books they would recommend or what apps they would recommend. And I would recommend my book, of course, just to give you ideas of how to shoot people, poses. I like to use book modeling books or just photography books in general to get ideas that I can use later on for photo shoots because a lot of times you're not going to have the idea right off the top of your head. I mean, even after years of doing photography, I can only tell you so many poses to do without getting bored myself. That's another thing about photography. It's always something unique to shoot. So it's really no running out of ideas. Another book I would recommend is called How to Slay. This book is where I got the idea to do my book. It's basically a collection of photos of people. It gave me ideas for models, for posing, and all kind of just lighting and plenty of other things. This book is by Constance C.R. White. Another book I would recommend is called Light Play 2.0. It's by Christopher Kavan. It's a book that shows you how to utilize lighting. And it's a really good book. I use it for helping me with angles to use lighting and how to get a certain look. But yeah, it's a really good book. I met the photographer slash author on Clubhouse, which is another place I use to meet and network with like-minded individuals, models, photographers. But since I mentioned Clubhouse, let me jump into the apps I also recommend. Clubhouse, obviously, since I recommended that first, but um, it definitely helps out with networking and meeting people in different cities. So if you happen to travel to another city, you at least know one person there and you can branch out from there. One strategy I use is when I'm visiting the city and I'm looking for a certain person with a certain field, I go to Clubhouse, I go to the search bar, and I type in what I'm looking for, like Chicago model or Chicago makeup artist or Atlanta model. And they all show up, not all of them, but the ones that are on Clubhouse, obviously. Another app I use is called InstaSquare. It helps you um, take your longer uh, portrait photos and sizing them into like a square size um, image so that you can post them on Instagram without it being cropped or any, in any way. Another app I use is called Scroll. Well, it's spelled S-C-R-L, and it helps you create collages for Instagram before you post. So you can create how you want your Instagram page to look or based off of that. They have templates or you could create your own. Another app I use, Grid Post. It helps me break photos down into split images so that I can post them on separate slides on Instagram when I do carousels. Another app I use, Pinterest. This is definitely, I would probably say, 90% of photographers go to when it comes to looking up ideas or poses or anything in any field. So that's definitely 
my number one. Another app I would say is useful is called Explorers. This one you have to pay for. Um, it's not that expensive, but it definitely helps with choosing locations. It gives you locations in different cities with images of them so you can see what, what it looks like. This app helps me choose locations for clients. I screenshot a couple locations, send it their way, and ask them which one they would like to choose. So it makes it easier for both of us. But yeah, that's me. That's what I do, photography. If you have any questions, you can always just hit me up on Instagram, vivid.view, or facebook.com slash vividview1. And um, yeah, just check out my work. Let me know what you think. Like I said, you have any questions, just let me know. I hope you learned something from this episode. I dropped a couple of gems because these are things that I've learned along the way that nobody told me. So hopefully I saved you some time. If you like this episode, go ahead and comment, like, subscribe. Let me know what you think. I appreciate you guys for still listening. Um, I always say time is money. So I appreciate your time for listening to me and just talking. So um, until next time, peace.